Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Hey, everyone. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's, uh, it's John. John Blankenship, as usual. No other Johns. No one like me, right? Uh, you know, sure. And uh, got Steffi here with me again. Um, we are all quarantined up right now. Um, I'm sure some of you may have noticed that uh, there's a bug going around. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty, pretty big one. That's um, a pretty. Uh, it's an understatement, but yeah, <laughs> dude, what a bummer this shit is. I I almost I borderline made this episode about um zombie outbreaks and stuff because you know I mean never know where this yeah why go. not but well well what I was kind of gonna get with that conversation is like that could have sp- you know I would have started talking about like Night of the Living Dead but like that would have turned into us just ultimately saying fuck the movies and like what's your weapon who's your partner do you, yeah. do you have a weapon like uh, do you have a, a vehicle yeah where are you going yeah i mean <laughs> i feel like we've pulled in enough pop culture to uh kind of have an idea that being said like i have an idea that's not gonna come true like i love to think i'm super mad max about this whole situation but that would never happen <laughs> i'm like someone Someone could kill me so easily in the apocalypse. All they'd have to do is make me think like, oh, they broke their ankle. I should definitely help them. And then like, boom, baseball bat to the back of the head, stealing my money, <laughs> siphon my gas, take my wife. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like behind you. When yeah. you're not, that's like a, like a comedy. Like you, they're watching you help this poor dude. Yeah, and like behind you, someone's literally drinking the gas out of your gas tank. It's definitely not funny though. Well, um, to the viewer. But instead of going the zombie route, um, we did the exact opposite. And uh, we went with one of the most timeless, classic, uh, amazing trilogies ever. Um, We've been doing a lot of, yeah, we've been doing a lot of trilogies lately just in the house. Yeah, we've been watching them lately. Yeah, I had you watch the Sam Raimi and we just did uh, the Edgar Wright. Mm -hmm. Uh, We did that last week. Uh, thanks to all 10 of you that listened. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, you know, they're English, so I guess, I guess not that many people watched them anyway. Uh, so good. Yeah. Super good. This, this one's going to be a little more reliable. I'm sure this is going to seek a more broad audience. Re- relatable. Because, no, reliable because I can rely on the fact that more people have seen these movies. Oh, well, okay. yeah. Okay, enough beating around the bush. I've kind of like poked around at what this today is going to be about. Uh, today is the Back to the Future series, the trilogy. Woo! Yeah, woo! <laughs> Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, uh, Robert Zemeckis movies, executively produced by Steven Spielberg. Bob Gale also with Rob Zemeckis. He, well, he wrote them. He didn't yeah, direct them. But did Bob Zemeckis, did he write any of it? Or was he directing? Uh, I think they kind of went back and forth. I believe, I believe they kind of did it together okay. towards the end. There, they kind of had their back and forth, uh, back and forth deal efforts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time that they produced it and everything. Yeah. Um. 
so like Steffi had mentioned, these are her favorite movies. My favorite. The first one specifically is my all-time number one favorite of anything ever. Yeah. But um, love these. These are some of the most classic movies in my opinion. And I think, damn, that this microphone is really good because I'm sure everyone's going to be like, why the hell does he keep taking these deep breaths? I hear it in the, in the headphones. Why do you like, taking the deep breath? He's like really bored while he's talking. It's fine. I've got Corona. You don't. There it went again. You wouldn't have deep breaths if that were the case. No, I'm trying to get my last couple in. <laughs> it, uh, But yeah, these movies are very classic. Uh, first one was 1985. Mm-hmm. Yep. 1985. And that eventually I'm going to do a podcast on this subject. Uh, number one is one of my very few perfect movies. Uh, we're, we're like... There's, there's never a bad time to watch it. You can show it to anyone. And this is one of those movies you're justified in yelling at someone over if they've never seen it. Well, to, and it's just perfect from start to finish. There's well, nothing, yeah. You watch it with kids. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. You can everything, watch it drunk or high. Everything loops back to itself. There's you know? a relatable character. He's an underdog. It, is that the cat outside? Yes. Let her, let in. Let her in. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Underdog. With oh, the crazy scientist best friend, which John Mulaney's got a joke about that, right? Yeah, it's he him. Does. Yeah, he's like, why? Why do you? He did the well. He did a joke about how they how they must have pitched this to yeah. people, and he was like, and his best friend is in a strange nuclear physicist. No, it wasn't a strange. It was um, no, it was a uh, disgraced nuclear disgraced. Physicist. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. Kitty, shut up. Oh, she's she's the third guest. She's on. You guys it, are gonna hear her plenty. She's hungry. She's gonna. Oh my god. Oh, she's stretching, <laughs> stretchums. Um. So, uh, that actually leads into a, a good segue into kind of starting to talk about the movie. Um, we are gonna explain the movie before we really get into anything. But you said that you know pitching this mm-hmm. it, it, it's it, it's interesting to mention that with with this being one of the best movies of all time pretty much generally agreed on that it's one of the best movies of all time the the movie was rejected over 40 times yeah and more the one of the biggest ones was disney yeah which is crazy because this seems like it could so be like one of the disney classic movies yeah, they would have made millions with it, but they really didn't want to have the uh, him trying to hit on his mom in the car scene. They were like, that's a little bit. They got to the incest part, and they were like, what the fuck have you given us? Are you shitting? Like, this is Disney Channel. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> if if you haven't seen this movie and you're hearing us talk about, like, incest. Th- it's not really. No. It's- <laughs> like, there's a lot of jokes about, like, Marty McFly tried to fuck his mom, but, like, he was the entire time he was so not trying to fuck his mom <laughs> like he was but but on the on the subject of it being rejected so many times um a lot of the reason behind that and i i had looked into it was um rob zemeckis and steven spielberg and bob gale the three of them had made a few movies before this like three or four of them and they all flopped and so was he used cars one they, of them? I believe so. Oh, and man, so I just bought that movie. Maybe. Today. Well, I mean, it's not that they were bad movies. They just didn't do well in the box office. Yeah. So, like, they just didn't take off. And so a lot of the big companies didn't want to back this movie because they were, like, you know. And, and they were worried as the three of them going to pitch this idea because they were, like, we don't want this to flop and it end up being, you know, 
the three of these guys only make shitty movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, so they were really worried. But yeah, it got rejected. It's hilarious because, times. you know, let's pray this guy makes no more shitty movies. Boom, Castaway. Boom, Forrest Gump. Boom, yeah, the literally. other two. He made Jaws to begin with. Like, no, Steven Sp- Steve Spielberg made Jaws. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm talking about Robert Zemeckis. Oh. He made Castaway, okay, Forrest yeah. Gump. Right. I'm saying like the three of them. But yeah, Steven Spielberg is one of the greats. Yeah, man. I mean, he he's like, like the, no, the he's name. like, so like if you had your memory erased, you'd remember a couple of things. You'd remember like apple pie, baseball, Madonna, Steven Spielberg. Right. That's it. Um, you're going to hear a lot of crackling and jumping and stuff. And Steffi's probably going to leave the microphone stand because the cat. Um, we. We don't record this in the house. We we've we've got kind of like a shack out back. It's it's our our little creative space, and cat came clawing at the door. Her paws are wet because she was drinking the water out of the shower. <laughs> Should you put her outside? Or? No, I love her. <laughs> She's so stupid. Oh man! Well, bring her over here so you can start. <laughs> Start start explaining the movie. Get 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 to it. She has no boundaries. Okay. She doesn't understand what recording time is. It's okay. No, I'm sorry. Okay. So, uh, obviously, if you've never seen these movies, go watch them. These are all going to be spoilers. I mean, you're like 30 years late, but whatever. I'm 35, actually, at this point. Damn, this year's 35. You say that like you were at the premiere. No, but five years ago, it was the th- like. I feel like I just did that. How old am I? Oh my god. Okay. Um. So, anyways. Uh, Still not old enough to have seen this movie. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Go off. Tell him. Tell him what the movie's about. You tell him. What's your favorite movie though? Okay. So anyways, I'm. I'm gonna take control. Marty McFly, normal teenager. That's why it's so relatable. Everyone loves him. Um. Well, not everyone. He's kind loves of. Him. Well. And we'll get into who doesn't love him. Yeah. Jennifer loves him. Well, yes. But like in his family, like his family's kind of bland. Like his parents hate each other. His mom's an alcoholic because his dad's a nerd. Like his, He's he has a two, yeah, he has two siblings that are just kind of like there. So Marty's the only one that really has any personality out of his entire family at all. Um, so you kind of, as a viewer, fall in love with him. Um, you want him to succeed. You don't he, fall in love with him. He's he's the Rocky of the yeah, story. Yeah, like he's the underdog, truly. Like you're yeah. like, what is this guy doing? I want to see him do well. <laughs> he's not a nerd. He's not a jock. Yeah, he's just, he's a, just relatable. He's in a he's band. Just, yeah, he is in a band. Yeah, he is in a band. The news. <laughs> yes, um, he's best friends with Doc, who is a fifty-something, sixty-something-year-old. He's scientist. been seventy for thirty years. Technically, it's kind of true. Because in the second movie, he doesn't look much different. Maybe well, maybe a little bit of makeup's taken off of him. That's only two years, three years later, though, in the second movie. No, the second movie goes to 2015. Or, yeah, but remember they... Or no, in the first movie, it doesn't look much different when they go back in time. Right. Yeah, so, but, but in the second one, he also has he has makeup on and he peels it off in the second Like You watch him peel it off, it yeah. makes him look older. Let me, let me go ahead and throw this out there too. Steffi's going to do a lot of the mathematics and aerodynamics <laughs> and yada, 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 because I am super stumped all the time when it comes to any time travel stuff. Well, there's literally, we, of course, 
like any, I guess, good podcast would do. We have a list of things. We don't get off track too much. And like the last bullet point is literally in all caps. There is too many Doc and Marty's to keep up with. So we're going to have to be going back and forth. Beginning of the third one tripped me up. Yeah, for real. Okay. So I'm going to have to break that down a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) So you were at the the point where you're just kind of explaining Marty. Yeah. So Marty's best friends with Doc. Doc is a scientist. He's a genius. And he comes up with time travel. He brings this DeLorean out, which he picked, he picked a DeLorean in the movie because they are aluminum and apparently they conduct electricity better so he could make a time machine out of it. But fun fact, um, Ford was going to give them a whole bunch of money when they made this movie, if they made it a Mustang. And so Bob Gale said, Doc Brown doesn't drive a fucking Mustang and they, <laughs> they made it a DeLorean. So that's funny. And it was supposed to be a fridge in, in the original writers yeah. of it. It's going to be a refrigerator. What's great is, and I believe that's a, re- there's an old sci-fi movie. I totally forgot what it was, but, um, dude jumps into the refrigerator to protect himself from a nuclear blast. Joker. Man, get the, man. <laughs> All right. So, uh, damn, what was I going to say? Huh? Nuclear blast. Oh, no, I was going to talk about the DeLorean. The fact that DeLorean was still kind of new around that time, so people were like, this is the car of the future. Yeah, and it's an absolute piece door. of shit. It's a piece of shit. It has horrible gas mileage. It's heavy. It doesn't go that fast. It's huge. It's nothing but steel. I. You're kidding me. <sighs> oh, thank you. Love so that. So polite. I love that for us. Is that your mom? Uh, who knows? It probably was her. I yeah. yeah, shoot her a text. I'll take over for you. So, um, like like she said, Marty's homie. Go ahead and text her. She's fine. She's fine. Marty's homies with Doc, and um, you know, like readily over at his place, just kind of using some of the uh, scientific equipment, all this other stuff. But Doc also has this huge bed of guitar amps. He brings his guitar over, and jams out on this one gigantic amp actually the best part is he didn't bring his guitar over it's already there oh yeah so he'd the, just be jamming yeah. at the dock sometimes well he just <laughs> leaves the guitar over there that's how tight they like, are that's his best friend yeah so yeah and that's another thing that kind of adds to the fact that he's probably a nerd is that like your best friend's like 60 like yeah but doc's not like a typical no no he's he's spry yeah yeah um, well, and fun fact, I, I didn't really, un- until really looking back into these, I didn't really think about it, but they have a lot in common because Doc, like he's kind of by himself. He's like the loner, like he's, he's got a lot of personality. He's kind of half a dork, half cool. And I feel like Marty and him have a lot. In well, common. he's, yeah, he's probably real specific about who he spends his time with because he's, right. so, he's paranoid and he's old and he's yeah. smart. And he feels like he's just kind of, you crazy. know, in it by himself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Marty's pretty, other than that, pretty much regular kid. He's got a band and for, for a lot of the beginning of the movie, he's kind of just showing that off. He hangs out with his girlfriend. Uh, he doesn't get bullied by like the popular kids, but he gets kind of trashed on by the bully of the town. Yeah. A little bit. Who's a dick. I mean, he's just, Biff is one of the all time greatest bullies in movies. He's like the epitome of a, like when you picture a bully, that's what they look like. Big head, square jaw. Broad shoulders, deep voice, stupid insults. Yeah, he's I dumb. I mean, I could go on. He's dumb. Big meaty like, hands. like Big meaty claws. Yeah. <laughs> well, he is. I mean, he. yeah, yeah he's dumb as rocks. He's, yeah. a, he's a real idiot. So, I mean, but he he's integral to the story. There's so much time spent with Biff 
in in all throughout the trilogy. So uh, yeah, so he gets shitted on by Biff a lot, and um, then he meets up with Doc at the Twin Pines Mall. Yes, and he says that he tricked some Libyan terrorists. Was it? Yeah, Libyan nationalists. He got the uh, he needs plutonium to fuel his time machine, and that's a nuclear reaction so he uh what did he say he said he lied and gave them what he said was rocket parts but it was actually parts from an old pinball machine mm, yeah and so um yeah while they're out there and he's showing more of the stuff the uh libyans come in there in their van and they uh i mean at, at that point they kill him they blew him away at that yeah. point doc is dead and so yeah. marty runs and he jumps on the time machine and he hits the road no oh, time important point important point is you can't time travel in that until you hit 88 miles an hour. Right. Um, so the fastest the DeLorean goes is like 95, by the way. 90 at yeah. tops. Like it'll well, say 95, it, but they're lying. I think it lying. says 100. When he's driving, that's just one of my favorite lines in that part because he's See driving. See bastards can do 90. Yeah, yeah, because he's going 88. Yeah. He's like, Let's see if these bastards can do 90. And he like, like oh, kicks 90. in over there. Yeah, yeah, 90. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, your shit says 120. You really got him there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah two, two more miles. But... Um, but yeah, it's a regular car until you hit 88. But I mean, I guess you wouldn't be doing 88 very often unless you're trying to time travel. But yeah. he hits 88. In the trying to, parking lot. Yeah. He tries to hit 88 going out uh, away from the Libyan nationalists, and he does. Boom. Fires, skid, and he shoots back to 55? 1955. 1955. Through someone's barn. Who we find out was now I can't his name. Yeah, old man Peabody. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. Right. Um, which um, is I didn't mean to elbow that. Sorry. Um, that uh, I don't want to forget it because when he busts through that bar and he comes through the side or the sorry the front oh, of oh the continuity area. Yeah. So like yeah. like this movie is perfect in every all three of them and it's very rare. I mean, they did a very good job of keeping them in line because there's so much confusion going on that if they didn't like quadruple check what they were doing you'd be very confused but this is the only actual continuity error that i've personally found and you know i said it's perfect so let's not call it a continuity error this was a filmmaking choice let's say that yeah um and it's not that big of a deal so marty busts in through the front of this barn and when the family cuts their lights on it comes outside and they open the doors on the side of the barn marty's facing the opposite direction from the hole that he broke. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's just... There's an awful lot going on. You've got to see it as many times as Steffi and I have to have noticed that. What are you looking at? It's raining. Oh. Oh, man. This uh, is one of those days. Well, this is an incredible podcast because this is fueled by imagery. People are so much more likely to listen to this to be like, <laughs> I feel like I'm there with them. I mean, yeah, you have to because it's just a bunch of fucking noises. <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh yeah, so he goes back and, uh, so he's got the, the radioactive suit on because there's plutonium that he's dealing with. And, um, as these old 1955 farm family folk come out and check on him, he gets out in this big hazmat suit and he looks like an alien. Hey, that's where it ties into the coronavirus. Yep. Right there. Boom. Hazmat suit. (laughs) Marty was ahead of the game. We never even seen him in 2020. He was probably prepared as shit for this. Yeah, dead ass. He's yeah. been to the future and saw this coming. Mm-hmm. He's been everywhere. Uh, <laughs> but so he pulls off and crashes through one of their pine trees. Yes, they have two pines. 
Twin Pines Mall that I mentioned earlier. Because that's why the mall turned into the farm. And then at the end of the movie, fun fact. No, the farm turned into the mall. It was a farm at first back in 1955. Yeah, but I'm saying that's why in that scene, driving nine miles an hour, all of a sudden you're at the farm. Yeah, because he's in the same Yeah, same exact spot. So he knocked over the Saget Pine. So in the end of the movie, because he never went back and fixed that, it's called Lone Pine Mall. Yeah. Um, So fast forward a little bit and he catches up with, Who's he meet first, his dad or Doc in, in 55? You had to ask me. So he goes down the it's the for, highway the and those people freak out. Down. She's like, drive faster! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually he runs into his dad first. In the in the diner. Because he's at town, town Square. Yeah. Yeah, because he's freaking out. Yeah, right? he goes in, which he, I, I love that scene because he walks into the to the town square of Hill Valley and is playing Mr. Sandman. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're just transported into 55. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. looking at him because he's got a vest on and denim shirt. Mm-hmm. And they're like, the fuck is this dude wearing? And yeah, and he goes into the diner and he goes, I need a, uh, he's like, <laughs> Did you fall off a ship, kid, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. You just come from, uh, from, <laughs> what's with the life preserver? <laughs> yeah. And then he asked for, um, He's uh, a, a Pepsi Zero. No, he, then he asked for a tab. A tab. He goes, you, if you have a tab, you got to order something. Kid. He goes, oh, just something without any carbs. He goes, okay. And, and it's like black coffee yeah. or something stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, he meets his dad. He freaks the fuck out. And, and that, Biff at the same time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Biff was his dad's age. I always forget yep. that. Yeah. Yep. He was bullied by his dad's bully. Yeah. yeah. In that movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. It mm-hmm. gets crazier. Um, but so he meets Biff when he was young, his dad, when he was young, his dad's, we were saying Marty's not a dork. His dad is dork. His dad central. is the dork. Yeah. That is like epitome of dork. Like science fiction comb over. Greasy hair nut, tie with the cardigan. Riding like, the bike. Yeah. Going to the diner to get a chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. Hey. I love that scene where he goes, milk me. Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> they slide and, it to him. Yeah. And we kind of notice that, you know, this is this is the time when Marty realizes, like, oh, shit, this is really happening. Yeah, he's, and that, that's the scene where he comes from behind his head. And he's like, Yeah, that's oh my, my favorite scene in the movie. God. <laughs> so, so help me, I'm a little lost here. Where, mm-hmm. where, where does it go from there? Does he go meet Doc? So from there, he goes outside. He's running from Biff. That's when you get the part where technically Marty invents the skateboard. Because the little girl's on the scooter with her crate. And yeah. he rips the top of it Says, off. Let and me he borrow sk- this, yeah, because yeah, in the beginning, the very beginning in 1985, from Doc's house with the clock, mm-hmm. which we didn't talk about at the very beginning, mm-hmm. um, he rides a skateboard. Okay. So you can see, they, they, they establish that Marty knows how to skateboard in the very beginning. Because he's in a band. And, and he, he skateboards. Yeah. He's cool. He's a dude. <laughs> he would totally love Tony Hawk right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so he goes outside. He rips a little girl's scooter apart. And he technically invents the skateboard. And he's going, and that's when Biff is chasing him. And then um, Biff gets in his nice car, and Marty's, like, running for his life, pretty much. And he uh, dodges him, and Biff smacks into the truck, which then dumps manure into his vehicle. Ongoing joke. Which is an ongoing joke with all three movies. And he goes, I hate manure! And it's the same shit shovelers. Yeah, it's the same shit shovelers. Yeah. yeah, it's the same family with the... with the. No thing. disrespect to shit shovelers. That's a hard job. Someone's got to shovel the shit, man. Yeah shitty jobs <laughs> literally yeah. um, um but in that same scene when he was in the diner he ripped out a part of the uh phone book that had, that had, Doc, that had Doc brown's yeah. address on it when he was in there um so after yeah after he's running from biff he goes to doc and then they go and check after his mom and dad in school and then 
he meets up with his dad and his dad was like watching in the tree. Well, actually, sorry. Yeah, we, we, mix, we mix it up a little bit. When Biff is chasing and Biff gets stuck, Marty's trying to follow his dad. His dad's on his bike yeah. running away from it because he okay. wasn't even paying attention. Yeah. That's when he follows his dad. Finds out his dad is a peeping Tom, which yeah. is why he got hit right. by the car in the first place. That's how... Oh, that's... <laughs> shit, man. We're all over the place. We're I know. Up. This movie's all over the place, man. Um, so that's how his parents met was his grandpa... Marty's grandpa hit Marty's dad with his car when he fell out of a tree while he was peeping on his mom, on Marty's mom. Getting dressed in her bedroom. Yeah. yeah. And so Marty, this, not thinking... This would never, ever get made today. Yeah, it would. No. There's... Well, there's incestual. It couldn't. Terms it wouldn't. Well, it wouldn't make. It wouldn't be as you know. People it, would tear it apart. I think the thing, and I'm gonna say this. I guess every podcast that we talk about movies from the '80s, but like that nostalgia of 1980s and the nostalgia of 19. This has every aesthetic you could need. People love the '50s for what it looked like and the music. People love the '80s for what it looked like in the music, and it has both of them. Sans the time travel, I guess Stranger Things is kind of similar idea. Yeah, people people love yeah. watching it even if they weren't. But like in the eighties, people loved the fifties. Yeah. Now people love the eighties, so it's like you have it all. It's in never going to go anywhere. Fifties people loves racism. You know, yeah. Mayor Goldie Wilson. Yeah. He's just mopping. Yeah, and they the put him down one. because he's a black man. Yeah, and he said, "I'm gonna be it one day." And he fucking. That's a this. good idea, man. <laughs> Oh um, yeah, Goldie Wilson. I like the sound of that. So skipping ahead a little bit, I'm I'm just trying to like kind of collapse this because I realize we are taking a lot of time on the very first movie. Well, this one is when you really establish all the stuff. The other three kind of have the same tropes to them. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so so we really can kind of take a little bit of extra time on number one. Um, and number one's the best. So yeah, really. Yeah. So uh, he tries to help his dad or yeah, he pushes him out of the way because his dad falls out of the tree. And yeah, then Marty gets hit by the car. Yep. Yeah. So then we get some Mar- crazy change of events. Yeah. Oh man. So uh Marty's what is really his grandpa takes him into the house and puts him in bed because you know he hit him with his fucking car. He's like, Oh, it happened again. What he's telling yeah, his wife. One of these another one of these damn kids <laughs> jumping in front of my car. Yeah. So he's hit several kids <laughs> at this point. He takes Marty in, puts him in bed. And uh, who is Marty's mom back in 1955 is Marty's age. And she's uh, checking on him. She's and, putting the rag on his yeah. forehead. And he goes, I had the craziest, goes, I had the craziest dream. dream. I was hit by a car and I was time traveling. And I went to, I, I, yeah, whatever. And then she was like, she was like, you're safe here and go on 1955. And he goes, 1955. Yeah. He, yeah. Which is another that is another one that happens repetitive in Repetitive joke throughout. I mean, yeah. I guess we'll kind of carry them all together eventually, and we'll we'll just uh, sum it up towards the end. It's probably the best thing we can yeah, do. Yeah, because, is... I mean, the first one really establishes all the, mm-hmm. all the things that the other three kind of... Yeah, and the, the other reviews of the two, other two is kind of just going to be, like, what's going on. Like, where he is, who he's dealing with. Yeah. And what's... I mean... The... And trying to establish how many DeLoreans and Martys are in one place <laughs> at one time. There's, there's such a continuum in this. Um, I don't know if I used that right. No, it's no, it's correct. I guess you guess. The, I mean, whatever. Oh, <laughs> it's a space word. Um, yeah. And w- another one of my favorite lines in the movie was, uh, she calls him Calvin, and he yeah. says Calvin, and she's like, yeah, that's what it says all over your underwear. So not only is she like, I've never seen purple underwear. She before. thinks he's Calvin Klein. She. This is his mom. Also, he didn't take his own pants off. No, so they never established. This is that. his mom. 
checking him out, dong and all, and purple Calvin Kleins. Dong and all. Freaking weird, man. I mean, it's a weird movie. It's a weird idea for a movie that came across not creepy. You know why it's not creepy, though? It's because Marty's not giving into it. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird that that's like a well, double standard. And, but and, like, it, and it's not creepy because she does not know. It's yeah. not. It's accidental. It's not, you know. <laughs> but I, I think maybe it was John Mulaney again, but he made the joke or someone made a joke about like, you didn't question it when your son came out looking just like the dude you wanted to fuck. Like, yeah, no, he did. Uh, he said, yeah. He was like, you didn't think. And then you named him the same yeah, name. Yeah. Like, <laughs> man. Which I guess technically, I mean, she. He said well, he my name saved is Marty. their relationship too. Yeah, but she thought his name was Calvin Klein. Yeah, yeah. He he kind of kept that. And he said, "I said I go by Martin." She goes, "Martin's a nice name," but like that was never his name to her. It was mm-hmm. always Calvin. That's probably why she kept. Oh it. man, and this the, the jokes just keep running because then uh, Marty has dinner and <laughs> with with the family, and then there's several jokes in a row. It's a. Uh, Does your mother live around here? Yeah. Do I know her? you know her better than you think or something he's like like, that. uh your mother have i met her he goes yeah i think you no, do, do i know her and he goes yeah i think you do when he's looking at his mom and then and then his dad his grandfather technically yeah. is fixing the television and he rolls it in he goes and marty goes yeah at my house we have two tvs and the little boy goes nobody has two tvs <laughs> and then the best part was uh i've seen this one it's a rerun what's the rerun it's a brand new episode <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. But uh, so at that point, Marty. We, for- we did forget. What? What? The part with the life preserver. Because his dad says the life preserver joke at the table also. So, yeah. I, well, I don't remember that. I I remember um, the. Because I remember so, okay, the guy so, at the counter said it. So the guy at the counter said it. What? Did you come in from port? No, he said, did you fall off a ship or That's something? what it was. Did yeah. you fall off a ship? Yeah. And then in the same scene. Biff's buddy goes, look at this. Oh, no, um, oh, yeah. uh, what's with the life preserver? Dork thinks he's going to drown. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, okay, then, okay. and then at the table with, with his grandfather, his grandfather said, so uh, when did you get him from port? Mm-hmm. And they're asking him, like, in small talk, because they think he's a sailor. Yeah. Or toying with him. I mean, yeah, it really could but, be. But, I mean, like, way. they were kind of, like, they were kind of They weren't very condescending. Like, they were, yeah. No, yeah, they were asking him, like, genuinely. So, so, oh, yeah, and then she grabs his leg. Wait, yeah, she does grab yeah. his leg, and she's freaking him out, and he, like, jumps, but he goes, he's he has the, <laughs> he has the piece that of... That so funny. There's so many funny jokes in this movie, Jesus. So, he's got the piece of paper with Doc's address on it, and he goes, um, oh, I forget the road he lives on, but he was like, I don't know where that is, and, and her dad's explaining where it's at, and he goes, oh, that's John F. Kennedy Drive. His, her dad goes, who the... Who the hell is John Who F. Kennedy? Who the hell is John F. Kennedy? <laughs> he's, got that, he's got that like shit-eating yeah, grin. He's like, who the he's hell? Like, he's like eating. He goes, who the hell is John yeah. F. Kennedy? So that, that's really funny. But from there, he goes to Doc. Meets Doc. Doc freaks the fuck out because he thinks he's crazy at first. Who's Ronald? Ronald Reagan? Well, the so, actor? Yeah, yeah. So, so fun fact, if you guys didn't know, Ronald Reagan used to be an actor this, look, before next he was time, president. Next time you say fun fact. That shit better be fun. This is fun. It's all fun. Uh, just say fact. Like <sighs> Dwight. Fact. <laughs> Bears eat beets. Okay, um, no. So Marty goes to Doc. Doc opens the door and thinks that he can read his mind with that stupid shit he had on his head. And then um Yeah, it's like the signs Joaquin Yeah, Phoenix. it's like a thousand different things coming out. So yeah, that's ridiculous. It's like a um 
But Marty comes in and he tries to explain to him, you know, I mean, he pretty much convinces him that he is from the future and that he does know Doc because he, you know, he's like, that scar on your head, you got it today because you fell and you hit your head and you <laughs> created the flux capacitor. Um, so he goes in there and Doc's, you know, interrogating him and trying to figure all this stuff out. And um, he keeps going on and on. Like, Doc's still trying to figure him out a little bit. And that's when he goes, oh, well, <laughs> run me this future boy. Yeah, how did, well, how does he prove it to Doc that he's really from the future? I just said that. To riddle me this? No, John wasn't listening. When he goes to the door and Doc won't answer the door and he goes, I'm from the future. Hold on. Guys, listen. You don't know how hard it is to run a successful movie, Instagram, Shut and podcast. I've got a lot on my plate. Shut up. Continue. So, rewind. Um, Marty goes to the door. Doc doesn't believe him. And um, Doc has a bandage on his forehead. And Marty realizes that the time that Doc at the beginning was typing in when he invented time travel into the DeLorean. Mm -hmm. And on accident, that's when Marty went back in time because he ran from the Libyans. So November 5th, 1955 is the day that yeah. he invented time travel. And he's got it on VHS. Too. Yeah. He's got so it Marty runs to this front door. Doc doesn't believe him. And Marty goes, that scar on your forehead. I know how you got that. You yeah. were changing your clock batteries and you fell. You smacked your head and you woke up. And you've been in the flux capacitor, and Doc opened the door, and he's like, "What the hell?" Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, that's when Marty right. goes in, and he has the video that he mm -hmm. shows in the VHS. Well, he thing. doesn't show him the VHS. He, he says does. nobody should know their own fate. Well, no, he is watching the VHS, but Marty, the VHS tape is like thirty minutes long, so he's only showing the beginning, and he says one point one twenty one gigawatts, and he starts freaking out because yeah. he heard himself. He's like, say, "Oh my gosh, that much power!" Yeah. And yeah. How could I be so careless? Well, yeah, and it's it's unheard of in 1955. They don't even know like what can. Produce. I mean, like nuclear stuff yeah. is not well, even like. Yeah, that's, like, that's what they end up the using nuke. is yeah. like a nuclear stuff. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah, so, I guess know, the Cold War wasn't even happening yet, was it? Uh, yeah, well, well, maybe I don't remember. Where this is not a my history, history. This is not so a history bad. podcast. Yeah. Um, Kind of a history movie, though. The entire thing is history. It, it movie. is, yeah. but it's very much generalized history. I mean, there's a lot kind of woven in there, but it's kind of like, you don't have did to be you history. know this guy was a president? Yeah. Did you know that America was a thing in this time period? It's not, like, it's not Jeopardy history. It's like, yeah. are you smarter than a fifth grader history? Right, right. <laughs> um, so Doc's on his side now, then they go to the school. Yeah, because Doc says, you don't need to talk to anybody from the past because you're going to wreck the space-time continuum. Mm -hmm. And Marty's like, shit. Yeah, he's like... I done talked to my dad. He's I like, dude, my dad. mom tried to touch my weenie. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And so um, so Doc and him have to really think about it. And uh, Marty realizes that his mom is in love with him. And that becomes the whole plot of the first one is how are we going to get Marty's parents to fall in love with each other? And how are we going to get Marty back to the future? I see what... I kind of get why Disney was like, this is too raunchy. Okay, guys, hear me It's out. also too confusing. They're hear, like, we have Dumbo. We hear, me, hear me out, okay? It's about a kid who goes back in time, but his mom likes him. So his main goal is to get his mom to fuck his dad instead of fuck him. <laughs> get me? <laughs> yeah, literally. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's all over the place. Actually, once you get to the end, it was... The trick is to convince... So Biff tries to rape his mom in the yeah. car. We'll get to when it. When Marty ran, and I'm like, there's so much going on. Yeah. Here. Oh, that's that's mess. another one of my favorite quotes. We'll get to it. Don't don't say it yet. But th that's another one of my favorite yeah. quotes in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, so then he follows his dad out, and he's like, dude, basically, essentially, he's he's giving his buddy the don't be the bitch talk. Like, you know, man up, ask her to the 
the the big dance. Like yeah, he's so the whole time he's trying to convince him to do it. Yeah, he's he, a big weenie. He's nervous and he's scared and he's like, no, I'm sure Biff wants to take her or you've got a better chance with her or mm-hmm. this and that. And uh, then he goes to the diner to ask her and he's like, you're no, that's when the skateboard was. Remember, he's like, you're my density, and she's like, what? He's destiny. And then Biff comes in, and then they chase him, and she's out there watching him skateboard, and she's like, oh, he's so dreamy or whatever. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Damn. Yeah, man, you keep you're, – you're messing – I've seen this movie 400 times, and he's making me confused. I'm fucking with the space-time continuum. In my brain. Yeah. So let's – Regardless. Let's continue to move a little bit. I mean, it, it's, it's Marty and Doc now back again, and they're trying to come up with a plan. Essentially, the plan is – Marty take his mom to prom. Yes, and before we go further with that, reiterating why it's such a perfect movie, and not in the way that like it's the best movie of all time. Although I think it is. Um, there is not. There will be blood. Shut up. There is not <laughs> anything that goes unanswered. So of course, him and Doc are arguing about how they're gonna, you know, figure out how to get this time machine back because they need enough power to make it go. So. Doc says the only thing that could do that is a bolt of lightning. So Marty happened to have the flyer from the beginning that said save the clock tower on it. Another it thing had, we forgot to mention. Well, it doesn't matter. They'll watch it. They've seen it. Whatever. Yeah. But the flyer that he has says the exact time that the clock stopped. Mm-hmm. So he has the date and the time that lightning is going to strike. Right. So he luckily had it in his pocket because it had Jennifer's phone number on that's, it. That's the only thing... That helped him get back. That's it. That's it. Other than that, they would have never known. But that's what I'm saying. It's like there's nothing in this movie that goes unanswered. Like everything loops back around to itself. The the uh, the statistical odds of him catching lightning at the end the way he does if he didn't know when lightning was going to strike are... But there isn't. A, a quadrillion to one. There's no way. Okay, like, there's no way. At yeah. All. You can't just guess that. Um, yeah. And I'm being lenient by saying like quadrillion to one. It, Lightning is so unpredictable. Thunder, lightning, any of that. Like, mm-hmm. um, well, I guess thunder is because it comes after lightning, if I remember. Is yeah. yeah. Lightning okay. goes and then yeah. the sound you hear from the lightning is the thunder. Cool. Right. See, if thunder was what We're sent... We're also not meteorologists. If thunder <laughs> was what sent the car back, he could predict that. He could time miles. that. He could time that. Um. So, yeah. the What I was saying is the plan is... Marty take his mom to prom because she likes him, right? So then obviously Biff is going to get involved. Mm-hmm. And then uh, his dad is the triumphant hero. He's going to come in after Biff fucks with Marty and he's going to save the day and he's going to punch Biff in the face because he's never punched anybody. So he's super scared and mm-hmm. Marty's trying to tell him, you know, just do it. Just give him one. But stop messing with you. That wasn't the plan. The plan was Marty was supposed to be in the car and he was supposed to punch Marty. Yeah. Yeah. And Biff showed up out of nowhere. We should have done a marathon earlier. I'd be so much better at this. Man, fuck. This is going to be a long podcast, which is perfectly fine. Y'all can skip as much as you want because we're going to take a second on this first movie. (laughs) Yeah. The second and third one really won't be too much because we do have to do a wrap up towards the end and just kind of. Fill everything Which is in. fine. But so so Biff comes in. No more than an hour and a half, I promise. Just stick in with us. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be Biff, though. Yeah. He was supposed to be Marty, sp- which is why Marty has to be there to act like he's going to fuck his yeah. mom in the first place. Because yeah. Barney has to be the one so that 
George is in Marty was going to, like, simulate assault. Yeah, he was going to act like he was being Biff a bad guy. Biff was trying to assault her. Which, good thing that Biff came in, honestly, because it wouldn't have worked, because she likes Marnie. Yeah. So it wouldn't have been, like, it would have just been not good. So let's go <laughs> ahead and skip to the prom. Doc's getting Mark ready. Um, Mark. Well, wait, wait, wait. We can't yet. So, yeah, so, yeah, so I was going to say, so Doc's, at the same time that Marty's trying to get them to yeah, 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 okay. Doc is fixing the time machine to be ready for the lightning strike. So they're both separated and so they're getting all this together. Please, so we don't have to do it in a little bit. Try to describe the plan for time travel. There's a clock. There's a long-ass extension cord. There's a car. There's fire. There's lightning. Right. So Doc, um, being a genius that he is, and with Marty's help in his garage, he um, came up with a plan with his little model of hill valley um he came up with the plan with the measurements and everything laid out with the speed and all that for the delorean if he made somehow a rod that could translate that lightning strike to power the time travel in the vehicle so of course doc made his whole big contraption and he brought it out there and then that guy came up he was you have a permit for this he was like it's a weather machine yeah i have a permit don't look under there like he's hiding his delorean and um yeah so the plan was for that rod at the exact moment Doc has to climb up the clock tower and plug all these cords in. And that lightning strike would come from the top of the clock tower where it hits all the way down to Marty at the exact moment that he hits the lightning rod. Right. So, so that's a lot. Uh, I just wanted that to be said now. So you guys can kind of keep that in mind. So I can just kind of refer to it as the plan. Um, so Doc's getting that already. That The plan's getting all set up. And meanwhile, uh, Marty has to... Oh, and here's a bit of uh, reason Marty's freaking out so bad about all this is because he's got a picture of his family, him and his brother and his sister, and they're starting to disappear. Yeah. It, it's The it's, longer he's like taking to hang out with his parents and get them together. Hands it's... start to turn translucent, heads disappear. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah, it, it's kind of freaky if you put yourself in that situation. So he's like, you know, got to get on this pronto. Um, so... At the same time, Doc's getting him ready. Uh, Doc's getting the plan ready. He's getting Marty ready for to carry out the prom plan. So he takes his mom, and they're parked <laughs> right before the prom. Yeah. And at which the, is hilarious in the very beginning. That's what I was going to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. At the very beginning of the movie, um, Marty's sister is talking about uh, calling a boy, and she says, "Back in my day, girls never called boys, and we didn't do all this parking and." Marty's and chasing, said yeah, that. yeah, and chasing boys. I, I can't believe you guys in your generations doing this. And uh, so, so they pull up at the prom, and she says, uh, "Let's just." Never parked in a yeah, car. Well, before. she says, "Let's just stay here for a minute." And she pulls out like a whiskey bottle, and he's like, "Are you drinking?" And she's like, "Well, yeah. Don't you think I've never parked before?" And he just mind blown he's like fuck this is happening oh no (laughs) the prom dress is coming off before we even walk in the gym so um yeah and how does marty get out of the car does biff take him out yes biff takes him out and then his boys lock him up yeah yeah that's what it is his boys lock him up he's in the trunk 
And that's when the band is on break. Yeah. They come out there and they bust them out. They the save guy, Marty from Biff's they, voice. They, they, they save Marty from the trunk. Marty's locked yeah. in the trunk. Yeah. And they take a screwdriver off the bus because the keys were locked in the trunk with them. And the guitar player for this band busts his fingers off. Yeah. Off. And that's why Marty ends up playing the guitar at the dance. It, another full circle. Marty was in a band back in 85. So 30 years before, he can play guitar, which is actually going to translate into a pretty funny scene. Um, so meanwhile, uh, Marty's getting saved by this this band from 55. And uh, his dad's getting all buffed up and ready. He's like, I'm about to go punch Marty in the face. And he sees, you know, a gray suit on top of what is Marty's mom. And they're making out and everything. And he opens up the door. and You just, get your damn hey, you, hands off her. Get your damn hands off her. And Biff turns around. Big, strong, broad chin Biff. The bully in yeah, his life. Yeah. And George McFly, Marty's dad, just about shits his pants. Yeah, pretty much. And he gets out and he gets in George's face. And I think something distracts Biff, and George has just enough time to cock his fist. No, what it is, Biff, I think, I'm pretty sure Biff punches George. Oh, and he George gets pissed. George the ground, yeah. and George is on the ground, and that's like, it's like that moment where like, Adrenaline, the heat rushes yeah. over him, you can like see it. He gets it. the eye of the and tiger. And Biff and his buddies are laughing and giggling it up, and he goes, hey! And, and he Biff turns takes around. his fist, puts that shit to the opposite hip. <laughs> like, he reaches in his back pocket for a punch. <laughs> <laughs> rotates the hell out of that shit and knocks him square out. Biff spins. He spins and falls onto the car. And uh, this is like the turn on of the century for Marty's horny as shit mom. Which is so funny because this bitch just went from being in love with Marty to two seconds later being in love with George. So what the fuck? But that's okay because she needed to. So I'm not mad about it, but I'm a little mad. She's a hypocrite. Yeah. As many parents have been. I'd say most hypocritical parent of all time is what's her name, McFly? Lorraine. Lorraine McFly. Lorraine Baines. <laughs> yeah. Oh, at the time. At the time. You know, yeah. Which is funny because when they were writing about this, the reason that this even came up it was Bob Gale that wrote it, right? Yeah. So Bob Gale thought to himself, he had gone home for something. At this time, he was already a writer, you know, for movies and everything. And he had gone home and he saw his dad's yearbook. And he thought, what would I, you know, what have I, what would I, I get friends? Would I be friends yeah, with my be dad? Is he my a dork? Yeah. Like and so that's where this whole idea came from, which just, you know, exploded obviously into what Back to the Future is back and forth the way that it does. But yeah, long story short, Marty takes over for the guitar player in the band. Earth Angel. Yeah, plays Earth, Earth Angel, Angel, and that's the big inciting incident where his parents kiss for the first time, and it's this romantic song, and um, the that, picture comes back, and yeah, it's back to life, yeah, and and, all and he gets, place. yeah, he was he was falling on the ground, and once they kiss, everyone comes back in the picture, and Marty gets his energy back, his bones are working again, and he gets up, and then after that, he plays Johnny Be Good, and Johnny Be Good hadn't come out yet, <laughs> uh, Chuck Berry. And uh, as he's playing, he's just shredding on the guitar. Chuck, Chuck, <laughs> it's your cousin Marvin. Yeah. Marvin Berry. Was that, the, that was the singer. Yeah, the, you know that new sound. The singer turns out to be Chuck Berry's cousin. <laughs> well, and, listen to this. Which sucks because like, black people got rock and roll stolen from them. And here's like Bob Gale writing it like, no, Chuck Berry's, he took that from a white guy. 
Nope. <laughs> yeah, so uh, again, another thing that they implied that Marty invented in this movie was yeah. Johnny Be Good yeah. by Chuck Berry. Yeah. Which implies that Chuck Berry stole it from Marty over the phone. Yeah. Over the phone, right? Yeah. Uh, and then he finishes, and they're all looking at him like he's an idiot, and he goes, That reminds me of You're the not other. ready for that. Yeah. But your kids are going to love it. Kids are going to love it. Um, that reminds me of the Family Guy gag where it was the Back to the Future episode, mm-hmm. and uh, Brian got up there and he was playing Never Gonna Give You Up. And he was like, hey, Rick, it's your cousin, Jerry. Jerry Astley, listen to this. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, great scene. And then they pull off the plan. The plan uh, almost goes off without a hitch. But Doc slips on the clock tower. Yeah, he's hanging on it. He's hanging by the electrical cord. And he get, he musters up just enough strength and balance and gravity to plug it up just in time for Marty to take off. Well, actually, he plugs it up, and then it comes unplugged from the bottom. Yeah. And he has to slide down that shit like yeah. a zip line. Yeah. And at the last second where he would have died, he plugs in both cords and the lightning strike hits, and it goes through him, which he would have literally fucking died. What I'm getting at is it's <laughs> convoluted, but it's a movie. Uh. It's the best. <laughs> Yeah, it's the so, best movie. So he goes back in time and he shows up at the Lone Pine Mall. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing happens. The Libyan Nationalist show up and but, pop 28 holes. And but Doc this time, Doc swore up and down in 55 that Dude. if you learned anything from your future, it's going to ruin your life. Not going to watch. He didn't want to learn his destiny. He didn't want to know his destiny. He didn't yeah. want to know anything about how he died. And Marty insisted. So Marty left a note in his jacket that Doc ripped up about how he died. Which, of course, Doc, being that a hurt. human being, yeah. <laughs> he taped it back together and read it. So. I mean, there's 30 years worth of curiosity. Yeah, exactly, like, you can't. exactly. And so this time at the Lone Pine Mall, when Doc gets shot up, and the Libyan nationalists, you know, they wreck their car and they're chasing Marty and Marty disappears. Marty runs up to Doc and he thinks he's dead, but Doc had a bulletproof vest on. Perfect ending. Perfect, Perfect. movie. Um, do you want to run through all of the interesting facts that we didn't before we jump on two and really quickly run through two and three? Yes. Okay. Um, so fun fact or fact. <laughs> Whatever John wants me to say. This one actually is fun. This one is fun. Yeah. So you can find us on YouTube, um, the deleted scenes or bloopers or whatever it is from the first Back to the Future. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. They, uh, so when Marty's sitting in the car with his mother, um, she has, like John said, like the whiskey or whatever. Yeah, and, and Yeah. And so Marty, not trying to be, you know, like normal in the car, goes to take a sip. And then the shooting of it, it was supposed to be water. And it was water in like all the shots. But at one point, the cast replace it with real alcohol and so marty takes this giant swig and in the deleted scene he took this giant swig and he spits the shit out because it's real alcohol and then uh, they're all laughing at him and a little a little extra fucked up about that is the fact that michael j fox was shooting tv and or movies about 20 hours out of the day yeah yeah so he was doing yeah. family ties <laughs> right so when they first started filming back to the future they had a different actor doing it for the first mm-hmm. like three months and they were like you know it's not just working it's just basically an un- unknown yeah, yeah and they wanted michael j fox from the jump but he was doing family ties and so they couldn't get him and so this new actor like they really didn't mm-hmm. like it and they finally hit up the producers for family ties and they were like if we just use him when y'all are done with him can we do it so that's why a lot of that would take takes place at nighttime, middle of the night, because it really was filmed then. So Mar- Michael J. Fox would wake up at like six in the morning, go shoot for eight hours for Family Ties, and then leave there 
he would nap in the car ride to the shooting for Back to the Future, and they would record till like three in the morning, and then someone would like carry him pretty much into the bed. He would sleep, shower, and do it all over again. Right. So I don't know how he did that. Uh, one of my favorites is Huey Lewis is obviously a big part of the movie. He wrote the theme song. Um, his band. We we talked about Huey Lewis a little bit in the music and movies episode, but uh, Huey Lewis has a band called Huey Lewis and the News. And Marty's band is the news. When he goes to the Battle of the Bands, it's the news. Now, they go up there and they're playing what is the theme song, essentially. It's just without Huey's vocals. Huey is the judge at the talent show, the Battle of the Bands. (laughs) And he stands up with a megaphone and he goes, I'm sorry, boys. You're just too loud. Which is fucking hilarious. That's your song, dude. Yeah, really. (laughs) It's great. Um, if you want more on that, and I was going to recommend at the end for all three of them, but there is a documentary on Hulu Hell yeah. called Back in Time, and they give you a whole bunch of the same, the same stuff that we said, and then even more. There's all kinds of interviews with it's really J. good. Fox. You, can, you can check out the, the festivals they do. Oh, yeah. There's big Back of- to the Future festivals where oh, people yeah, park their DeLoreans, go. and they'll bring the hoverboards from part two and mm-hmm. dress up as Marty, Doc. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Uh do you, do you want to do a skim through on the second movie real quick? Yes. Yeah, we'll try to keep it to like within 10 minutes on both. Um, does that sound doable? I, I mean, mean, I mean, I guess so. It's essentially. There's, these are jam packed and I could talk about them all day. So two, it's really hard. We should, is, we should have made three episodes, one for each movie that we should have done. Yeah, that's so much work though. But we could, there's so much to be said about these movies once you start talking about them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're here now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's okay. So so getting into the second movie, um, number one, Crispin Glover, who plays George McFly, did not come back for the second movie because he was going to be paid significantly less than all the other secondary characters. Just because he wasn't very much in the movie. Well, no. Yeah. Originally, he was written to be in the movie a good amount in the second one. Oh. But the reason that he was not is because they could not get Crispin Glover back. So they had to rewrite it. But he was going to be paid less, so he decided that he wasn't going to do it. So he wasn't in the second movie. And they actually got a massive lawsuit because they took the old age makeup from the first one for, for Crispin Glover's face. And they made a mold out of it and put it on, let me see, what's his name? Jeffrey Wiseman plays... George McFly in the second one. So they used Crispin Glover's face, stuck it on his face, and they flipped him upside down and made him look like Marty's dad. John's taking pictures of me. That's why I'm very I gotta um, make a distracted. He's ruining the time. He's it's, make a it's taking too long because John doesn't know how to do anything without interrupting me. John, no, I'm trying to talk. All right, I'll do it after. Anyway, um... I don't know what I was talking about. I just ran. You, for you three actually minutes. just finished. You just finished talking about uh, Hollywood. I don't think I was Crispin. done. Well, I mean, you were probably going to go into the fact that he did a fucking lawsuit. Chris Crispin Glover did a lawsuit over. Yeah, and he won it. But I, man, I didn't. That was three minutes of time that you just wasted because you were trying to take a picture and I was distracted. Okay, can you stop yelling at me? I'm not yelling at you. Anyway, uh, Elijah Woods' film debut. And the girl they used for Marty McFly's... How did we forget the end of the first one? I don't know. Probably because you were taking pictures. No, I wouldn't take pictures. <laughs> what was it? Um, we don't need roads. 
Oh. The, the, the big... That one's overplayed for me, man. I, I don't even care about that quote anymore. I don't. I don't care about that quote If anymore. you guys care, go uh, watch the first one. Uh, I don't think it's available on any streaming services, which is a crime. But uh, We didn't even talk about the fact that the first one... Marty goes back to normal, 1985. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And he's in his driveway, and Doc, from the future, just shows the fuck up. (laughs) Oh, and his family's rich at this point. They're not poor weenies anymore. Yeah, everything he did in 1955 trickled into, like, his mom is not an alcoholic. His dad is a badass and writes science fiction novels. Yeah. Biff washes cars. Oh, I forgot another one of my favorite. Biff is like parts. a slave for them. I forgot the Darth Vader part. Fuck yeah, it, you man. Did. They can watch the damn movie. We Sorry, should, guys. We should have had one for just the first movie. We should do a live watch. We we. Yeah. I need to start a YouTube page so people can watch us do live watches. That'd be cool. Um, but yeah, in the second one, uh, it basically starts from there, right? Um, yeah, immediately the first, the second one starts exactly where the first one left off. They're pretty mm-hmm. much the same. All three of them are just one big movie. I mean, you could watch them back to back to back, and there is nothing that changes. It's just a long weekend. Yeah, it's a for him. He lives like three weeks at a time in like a day. Yeah, one the same day technically because Marty he has McFly. a couple of sleeps in every movie. Like yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he spends a week in 1955. <laughs> Spends a couple. He spends like a few hours in 1985 alternate in the second one. He, I mean, he's all over the place. So he spends like three weeks worth of his life fixing space time continuums and comes back to the same fucking day mm-hmm. in 1985. Yeah, what a day! Today was a busy week for us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so it takes off from there, and they go to future. Yes. You're really gonna have to run the second part. I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in when I can, but the second one is so, so it's as, so weird as, as because Biff fucks it up in the middle. Yeah, so as generally as I can be, because the second one is where it starts getting confusing, which is funny because the first one took so much time. Second to one's about. great though. So. The first one's very easy to follow. If you watch it. If you watch it. It's not good. It's funny that we're doing like review podcasts here mm-hmm. recently because like we're not good at explaining movies. That's why people don't watch the shit that I tell them to watch because I'm like, well, it's got that guy from True Detective and he drives a car in it. And, uh, yeah. He shot that one guy. So would you watch that fucking movie? <laughs> <laughs> so um, to make it very simple, first movie, he starts in 85, goes back to 55 to save well, on accident, but saves his parents and has to go back to 85. That's all he does. The second movie, he starts in 85, the new 85 that he created, <laughs> goes to 2015, has to go from 2015 back to 1985. The 1985 that he goes to is completely warped because Biff in 2015, as his grandpa-ass self, takes an almanac, sports almanac, goes back to 1955 to give it to his young self, then goes back to that tw- tw- 2015. Well, his young self bet- bets on all the sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From this- yeah well, let, let me finish yeah. the timeline. So he gets back to 2015, <laughs> leaves the DeLorean where it was so no one knows who was in it. So Marty goes to 1985, which is now alternate, where you have a Trump <laughs> version of Biff, where he has a giant hotel oh, and all yeah. the bitches. And so, obviously, everything's ruined. He finds out that it's the moment in 1955 that he has to go back to. So now he goes to 55 again. Nobody's going to watch this. <laughs> They're like, that sounds shitty. <laughs> I'm not saying you're explaining it shitty. I'm just saying, no. like, if you talk about this movie, it makes people go, like... No, but the reason why I started that is because it took us so long to explain the first movie. And it was simple as shit. Yeah, the, the first one's definitely... 
the most uh, easy to understand. But two, two, two is not even that bad when you watch it. It's not. It's just it's funny. It's hard to explain. Where it gets fucked up with two, trying to explain two, two is just as fun, just not as good. Um, I don't agree with that. But you don't like two as much as one. Oh, so so one is classic. One is the movie, okay? But I don't think they're I don't think they're any better oh, than each. Yeah, I really don't think they're any better than each other. So like the second one, I love honestly because he starts off where the first one ends. You get to see the future. Then he goes back to 1985. So you see a really fucked up version of 85. But I love that he goes back to 1955, where he sees him. He's with Doc. So him and normal Doc are in 1955, where he sees himself and Doc from the first movie, and they can't see each other. So, like, it's really it's really funny to me because there's so many, like, he's seeing all the same moments from the first movie happening, but he's doing shit around it. So I do love the second one for that. I don't care so much about him going to the future, necessarily. I don't, I don't really, you know, like, him seeing 2015, I'm like, we, that's uh... fun, but... I just like that he goes back into the first movie. Yeah. Like he dives into it. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of a brief synopsis. Mm-hmm. That one, with how simple the first one is and how long it took us to explain it, that one would take us another two hours. I think we're a little better keeping it brief with number two. Number yeah, three, no, we definitely. could maybe explain a little better, but number two jumps between three different time zones. And when you get into three different time zones, technically four, if you consider the set, the alternate version, the of alternate, and then there's an alternate 2015. No, they, they only go to 2015 one time. Okay, so the alternate 85 is mm-hmm. Biff's 85. Yeah. Cool. Okay, then yeah, you're right. Yeah. T- so technically four time, two timelines, three decades. The craziest part about it, and not to make it any more confusing, is that when he gets back to normal 85, like the standard constant, this means that everyone's memories have been complete. Like, he has fucked with everybody's heads multiple times. Like, now Biff has new memories. His parents have new memories. Like, so at this point, you're like, you don't, you start forgetting. Before Marty fixes it, at this point, the timeline is like, probably George hits Biff at the prom still. Mm-hmm. Because they're still married. Right. But Biff says, fuck you, goes and bets on the ponies, wins big. Or he was betting on the Super Bowl, I think. Literally, the Super Bowl was what he was betting on. But Well, I think... No, I haven't watched the full second one in a, in a minute. So that one's got a lot of de- details, like we're saying, that like you can forget a lot of it. But his old it's grandpa... to it. His grandpa self yeah. goes back in time, gives Biff that almanac. And he tells Young him, Biff, don't yeah. lose it. Mm-hmm. Like, you need this. Bet this is on. real. Yeah, this is real. And I think if Marty hadn't gone back there, what makes that alternate universe is that Marty wasn't in the car in the first place. So Biff... I think his dad does not take the stand against Biff without oh, Marty there oh. because Biff is married to his mom. Remember when he's in his in the alternate in the Biff alternate yeah in the big mansion right. he's yeah. married to his mom. So he gets his mom, which is another reason money. Marty doesn't exist. Like, exactly, and then that's exactly. that's there's the man. Uh, you could go into this deep. Okay. So, dude, this is essentially this is where they stole the rick and morty platform from absolutely uh Nick i mean fucking with things all literally. the time with a bad scientist well what i mean is like i mean yeah they are family in rick and morty but like 
it's a lewd version. Mar- Morty's a little meek. Morty, Marty, like, yeah, literally. come the fuck on, man. Um. <sighs> yeah, you want to throw a couple? Um, just throwing some of this in there so we don't get because I know we're gonna talk more about these timelines because there's another whole movie. But um, the second one was filmed at the exact same time as the third movie. Mm-hmm. So not the whole time, but as the second one was being produced and like finishing up their Edited. production. All of that, the third one was being filmed. So, like, it was, it was, they overlapped. Although it was probably a bit of a hard shoot for the actors, it was also probably a lot easier to stay in the character. Oh, yeah. Uh, to, got to... to roll over from the end of two into the beginning of three. Right. I mean, you know, you were just Marty McFly two weeks ago. You got a two week vacation and you come back, toss on that red shirt and the vest, and it's good to go. Like, yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, and two, two has a lot of, I- imagery that that's so synonymous with the the series it has the hoverboard it's got the holographic hat and uh, so that's what's fun with that one too is mm-hmm. that the girl's on a scooter hoverboard yeah. and he breaks, yeah. uh, just like the first one he breaks the front off and he rides it like a skateboard like where you're saying there's so many of these and and we'll wrap them up that that'll be most of what the wrap-up is is just kind of talking about the overlapping jokes um but didn't they make like a fake commercial for the hoverboard too? They, they did. So yeah. people in 1985 thought that hoverboards were real for a good minute because the people that made this movie made a fake commercial with the hoverboards that they created. Not 85. This came out in 90 or 87? Uh, the second one was 88. 88. Okay. Then they thought in 88 that the hoverboards like, were coming yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. But like in that like era, they cre- they took the fake hoverboards they made and made a real commercial that looked like they were real. And they were like, you know, releasing in three years or whatever it was. And so the, people in 88 believed that they were real. The original trolls like that's a less <laughs> a less hardcore ver- if any of you have ever heard of the orson wells doing world of worlds have i told you about that yeah mm-hmm. that shit's great i mean people were killing themselves for that this was just like when the fuck are those hoverboards coming out and uh then the air mags oh yeah one of my yeah. favorite parts uh one of the coolest parts, especially for the sneakerhead culture out there is uh, nike air mags were in too they weren't called the air mags but uh Marty kicks off his, I believe he was wearing some Air Cortez, and he kicks those off, and or maybe they were Pegasus. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yes, it does, because I got to get it right for my for my friends out there like shoes. Um, but Doc's basically like, dude, you got to kick those off, man. You look dumb as shit. You look like you're wearing like moccasins. Like this is this is new age. You got you got to put some space age shit on. So he throws on these shoes and they self lace. And in 2011, they were released in real life and to to huge sales like they were mostly family and friends shoes but a couple of lucky people got them a lot of celebrities have them and they were re-released in 2015 which is For the, the year the year years. they traveled to mm-hmm. um with actual self-lacing technology which is the coolest part if i was to like be gifted a pair those were the ones yeah well and they actually gave one there's a video <sighs> on youtube you can watch it they gave a pair to michael j fox who if no one knows has parkinson's yeah he's doing all right but it's, i mean it's you know it's a degenerative type of disease and so i mean he was really excited and it was just really heartwarming to see them you know they made these real air mags and he got to put them on his feet and they self-laced this isn't like uh th- this definitely isn't one of those i'm sick of playing that character like michael j fox treasures his years and so does christopher lloyd and everybody except chris mcglover um oh. He sucks anyways. Well, he no, he doesn't suck. Dude, everyone said he was like a prima donna filming the first movie. Like he, But he doesn't suck him. as an actor. Though. No, but I'm saying, like, I don't feel bad for him. No, I mean, <laughs> like... They shouldn't have used his likeness, but 
I also they really a, fucked him over. Listen, but if, but if he was a dick, I can't be mad at him. I'd be like, you know what? Well, Fuck him. I'm gonna make it myself. Either way, <laughs> my, either way, my point is, uh, Michael J. Fox. Everybody really loves this movie and what it's done for them mm-hmm. in their life, and they know that it's a big part of other people's lives, like Steffi's life, and that you know that he embraces this. This is important to him. This is his major role. You know, he don't talk about Teen Wolf. He don't talk about Family Matters. This is what he talks about. He's Marty McFly right. to everybody, and he always will be. Um, I so kind of the last bullet point that I have for the second movie, um, which is funny that we're talking about it. So, like, the first one is my favorite of all time, but I think the third act, like the ending of this second movie, might be my favorite because Marty's crawling through the rafters above himself playing music. Like you get to see, like he's running. Oh, yeah, he's, he's got the hat on, like disguising himself. There's a part where the doors open and there's two Martys in the hallway and they don't see each other somehow. Like that's all crazy. But I love like the whole part where he's being chased in the tunnel with the lights with Biff. That's a really cool scene where like you know he's got the hoverboard and he throws it. He's laying in the back seat and he's like under blankets hiding from Biff trying to get this almanac back from him. Um, but man, like I remember being a kid watching that. And, uh, and seeing Doc come in with the time machine and it has the banner, the flag banner from the the uh, neighborhood sign and everything hanging right. down and Marty's holding on to it. Like, I love that. And the guy comes in with the umbrella. From, yeah. You know, with the letter from Doc from the past when yeah. he gets zapped to the past. Mm-hmm. Um, which also gets brought which, up again. Which is going to transfer us into the third movie, but yeah. that's how this second movie kind of ends is Marty is trying to get that almanac from biff he does get it and you know of course he fixes everything but doc is up in the air trying to help him in the flying time machine he gets struck by lightning and because he gets struck by lightning in the time machine the computers go haywire and he gets shot back to 1885 and marty at i mean in the same minute it starts pouring down rain and this guy shows up in this car and he brings a letter to marty and it's written from doc in 1885 and it says, don't come for me. Like, I have a good life. That reminds here. me, me of alone. Blink. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's very, very similar to Blink from Doctor Who yeah. um, in, in that aspect. Good which I guess technically that episode's similar to Back to the Future. Yeah. Because it was written way after it. But um, that takes us into the third movie where Marty decides that... He does want to go chase after... He's going to go save Doc yeah. in 1885. So the third one is like a Western. Not really, but... Really? But, but the funniest part about the third one... So, m- mind you... Marty is in 1955 still for the second time where he just saved, you know, pretty much everything because he took that almanac. But Doc in 1955, that's he's flying in the time machine. He gets shot back to 1885. But there is a second Doc that's there. That's that's what fucks me up. Which is the same Doc from the first movie that just sent Marty back to the future in the first movie. So it's supposed to be just that one Doc and everything's safe, just like the first movie. But Marty is stuck there from the second movie. Fuck Listen, no. listen, listen. He's stuck there from the second movie because Doc just got electrocuted back to 1885. So he runs into Doc's garage. Uh, sorry, sorry. He runs down the street where the flames are. Because mm-hmm. Doc is all excited because he just sent Marty to the future. Yeah, I, yes. Yeah. And then Marty runs up behind him and he's like, Doc. And Doc passes the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> and he had to bring him back to Doc's place. Because at one point, if that's the case, that means there were... No, there's still only two Martys there at one time. But there were three DeLoreans or I don't even know. So he meant so without without getting too convoluted, right? Mm-hmm. Like he mentions to Doc that like 
he's stuck in the past and they find out that he died in 85. He was yes. shot by Buford Tannen. Buford Mad Tannen. Mad Dog Tannen. Which is uh, an ancestor of Bill, uh, Biff. Biff. Yeah, he's yeah. like his great grandfather. Yeah. And uh, he was shot over 80 cents. $80. $80. Well, 80 pieces. You really. owe me five for the shoe and 75 <laughs> for the horse. Yeah. 85 pieces is what they called it or something. I've. But that's I. I think it was eighty five dollars. That's one of the reasons. On that's show. one of the reasons Doc didn't want to go back, right? Or didn't? No, Doc enjoyed it there. I mean, no, Doc- I'm saying Doc present day, or or fifty five Doc didn't want Marty going back. Because remember when they were well, in the he graveyard? Didn't, he didn't want to mess with you know space time continuum. How Doc is. Mm-hmm. Um, but Doc did so. So because Doc in the second movie gets electrocuted back to eighteen eighty five. There's nothing wrong with a DeLorean. He just doesn't have gasoline or anything because it's 1885. This hurts. I know. So Doc buries the DeLorean so that Marty can then find it in 1955. (laughs) But Marty was supposed to take it and go back to the future and be safe and that's it. But he was like, you know what? He was like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to save Doc. And we're going to do this together and be normal again, finally. And, uh... You can explain a lot about the time period and what's going on by by uh, talking about some of the references. Yes. Um, Doc's dog all throughout the trilogy is named Einstein until you go back to 1885. <laughs> then he is Copernicus. Well, actually, actually, well, he's Copernicus then, and then it transfers into um, uh, 1955. So, so, so he's Einstein in 18, in 85. Yeah, he's Copernicus in 55. And I don't think he has a dog in 1885. You mean 1985? No. 1985, the first movie, he has Einstein. He puts Einstein in the car. He tests time travel with Einstein. In the oh, car. yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. 1955, right, right. he has Copernicus. I got you. Don't don't make this worse for the people. This is so no, confusing. No, I'm, I'm trying to fix it. Guys, he, listen. He doesn't have a dog in the third one. Listen, I love all these movies. Don't Don't take it. Don't take this confusion as like I don't. It's just this I've never podcast, really thought about no, it. No, hold on. This podcast is really for anybody who's seen these three and knows them. Yeah. So you can at least follow with us because, look. <laughs> that being said, I hope some of this is like really trying to get some of you to want to see it because they're all really good movies. They're very good. Yeah. Highly recommend them. Um, there's a lot of Western uh references mostly clint yes. eastwood references straight down to his name well yeah and especially because i feel like clint eastwood, i mean that's like the biggest name you know no it's not john wayne well i mean <laughs> aside from john the duke wayne, aside from john wayne but what i'm saying is like marty like on a whim they asked him what his name was in 1885 and he said clint eastwood not thinking so obviously anything he does now clint eastwood's name is on it so he kind of has to be a badass or else he's going to ruin Clint Eastwood's name. Well, that's the thing, though. I think that's why they picked Clint Eastwood instead of John Wayne because Marty wants to be the badass. He doesn't want to be the heroic. Yeah, you know, he wants to be the badass. Like, he's not dirty. John Wayne Pilgrim. Like, he, yeah. he's he got grizzle. You know, yeah. there's grit to him. Right. Um. So he, he tells people his name's Clint Eastwood. Uh, they go to hang him and they shoot him down just like in Hang Him High, which is – uh, one of the movies I think I recommended on the very first podcast. It, it, it's on Amazon Prime. Um, in the second one, is it he's watching Fistful of Dollars? It's yeah, a, it's the a, second one when when he goes up to Biff's hotel. Yeah, it, at uh, the very top, Biff mm-hmm. is with like all his shippers in his hot tub or whatever, and they're watching yeah. Fistful of Dollars. Yeah, on and the it, TV. It uh, 
it kind of foreshadows it. Mm-hmm. It does. It foreshadows a lot of it. So two and th- three kind of follows a similar pace of one. It does. Three's not all that much time travel. It's a lot of, I went back to 1885. A lot of what happened in 1885 transferred into, you know, what happened in the mm-hmm. future. Right. Um, his dad is an immigrant from Ireland, married his mom. Which is funny because in the third one, his dad, he's playing his dad. Yeah. His great-grandfather, really. Because they were just completely They were not going to mess with Crispin Glover and that whole thing shit, again. Yeah. yeah. So they were like, well, we'll just make him look like Marty. And like, it's it's just Michael J. Fox putting on the most Irish stereotype. McFly! Like, you know, just yeah, like super, yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, Lucky Charms and shit. Uh, the video game is referenced from number two. It is. So the video game, when he was like, that's a baby's toy. Yeah, he um, said, you use it with your hands. It's a, it, yeah, it's a Western game. It's almost like Duck Hunt, but he's knocking down the guys in the in the desert. It's like a Cabela style. And yeah. so it goes to the third movie where, I mean, it's Wow Wow West it's, pretty much. But there's a real shotgun, like the act, like almost a like carnival shooting, game. They're shooting bottles, yeah. No, it's 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 moving parts just like the video game. Okay, but they it's like it's a, it's a mechanical. It's not a video game, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty neat because they kind of did the same thing. <laughs> Where'd twice. you learn to do that? Where'd you learn to shoot like that? Seven Eleven. <laughs> yeah, literally, I love it. That's a thing that I love with the three of these movies. Not just the charm, but there's even without all the references that we've talked about, there are jokes while you're watching them. That you're like, that's funny as shit. It's, yeah, it's pretty constantly funny. Like, <laughs> um, There are two rock stars in this one compared to uh, part one. Yes. Uh, the rock stars are ZZ Top. They play at the... It's like a concert kind of. It's like a, it's yeah, like it's a dance a, um, hall Actually, you know, what the, you know what the funny part of it is? Hmm. It's a dance and all the proceeds go to build the clock tower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what it says on the sign for it. The big banner. It's all that's the proceeds awesome. go to build the clock tower. So yeah, ZZ yeah. Top playing and they have a song, Double Back, yeah. that plays in the movie. And Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who, who's a pretty well-known actor as well. I mean, he's one of the best bassists. In my opinion, probably not one of the best bassists of all time. But uh, I mean, no, he. I mean, he's up there. He's up there. You're gonna tell me higher ground is not up there? Well, that's not. That's a whole different podcast. Okay, so let's not do that. So, um, <laughs> no, he he riffs, but like I'm, I'm just talking about precision. Like he's dope. I love Flea. Doesn't um, matter. Flea's in the second and Flea, third movie. Yeah, Flea is in the second one as well. And uh, there's actually a, a flashback scene that changes in time because in the second one is the original where he's driving and crashes into the no is it they the never third show one it. so okay i so, thought they did oh so, man. so needles maybe deleted scene flea plays needles who in the second one when marty goes to the future and he sees himself old yeah he's a boss marty's old yeah. self yeah his boss is needles and marty has a shitty job <laughs> because he got in an accident racing needles as a young guy and ruined his music career and ruin his life because he broke his hand or whatever it was. And they never showed you this accident. They never talked about it again. But at the very end <laughs> of the third movie, when everything's Fuck. back to normal and Marty's in 1985 normal with Jennifer and his, his normal girlfriend, they come up to a light and it's Needles Young in his truck. And he's like, I'm going to race. Let's race. And so Marty acts like he's going to do it. And he flips that shit in reverse and the light turns green. And Needles speeds way up ahead. And a Rolls Royce pulls out in front of him. And Needles dodges it. But Marty would have hit it. And that would have been the moment that changed his life. But he didn't do it. So that means that Marty's future is normal. Fuck, man. There's so much going (laughs) on. Uh, There's just a lot that I forget. 
Do you do you want to go ahead and wrap it up? Do you think? Yeah, let's go ahead and do the. Uh, I know we didn't do too much reviewing of three, but like I said, it's a lot like the first one. Just there's Western elements. There, there's a love story too. I'm I'm happy yeah. for Doc in the third one. He finds his. his oh, true love. that's one of the okay. That's you know, that's when he finds so his true love. I here's a reason we won't get into number three as much. It's because it's readily available. Most of you that listen to this have Netflix and you're quarantined, so you've got no fucking excuses now. Dude, um, binge them. First, second, third. You really they, should. They all flow directly. It's like one big movie. Yeah. It is one big, huge mess. It literally is. Ball yeah. of yarn of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so please watch. I mean, for your sake, for for pop culture references sake. Um, let's go ahead. But before I finish three. What? Yeah. The another, the last Clint Eastwood reference is when Marty had so Marty comes oh. out of the, yeah Marty comes out of the bar and he goes and he's gonna have a shoot off with Biff. And uh, Biff shoots him right in the chest, and Marty hits the ground, and he's they everything everyone thinks he's dead, and then he gets up, and he moves his poncho, and he has the boiler, the radiator, the whatever it was, metal, the wood it's stove, metal. the yeah. wood stove, it's the metal door, and Clint Eastwood in what was it? Fistful of dollars. Fistful of dollars. Uh, the same movie that they were watching in the second in one. The second one. In the same scene. Yeah. He pulls it, and it's like a bulletproof vest, so he saved his own life. And it's also a reference back to the very first one where Doc wore the bulletproof, bulletproof vest. vest. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Full circle. Full circle. The whole franchise. So, uh, all iterations of Biff say, what are you looking at, butthead, yeah. when talking about... are you looking about- at, butthead? Yeah. And then he goes, say hey to your mom for me. Yeah. <laughs> and the second one, when he's old, he goes, say hello to your grandma for me. Yeah. <laughs> Does he say, I told you not to come in here in the... Oh, at yeah. the saloon. At the saloon. In the third one. So all three of them, he does it. Yep. So the first one, Biff in 1955, he goes, I told you, I, McFly, I, thought I told you not to come in here. Yeah. The second one, as his grandson, Griff. Hello. Knocking yeah, on the, yeah, 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 yeah. As his grandson, Griff, he goes, I thought I told you not to come in here. Yeah. And then the third one, he does as, as the, Buford Tannis. The four by four in the last one is a stable, like, it's like a. It's not in the third one, I don't think. But in the, oh. in the first one, he goes, I'll check out the wheels on that four by four. Yeah. It, and then in his, new life in, 19, in, in his new life in 1985, the new version that he made, he opens the garage and that 4x4 sitting in the garage. This one isn't repeating, but that's one of the funniest jokes. In oh, show. I yeah. love that one. So in the first one, Biff comes in, the car's wrecked. Marty was going to take the car out on a date with Jennifer. And Biff wrecked the car. And he comes in and his dad's still a pushover because it's the very beginning. So Biff comes in <laughs> and he's he's cussing his dad out and he goes, why don't you tell me the car had a blind spot? Like that's stupid anyways. And then he goes, Hey, what about my, uh, my dry cleaning bill? Who's going to clean up this? I spilled beer on me when that car hit me. <laughs> and so well, like, drinking and driving yeah, to someone drink- else's car. <laughs> so these movies have a lot of jokes that as a kid and even, I mean, I've watched them a hundred times and I find a new joke that I missed every single time I watch these. Hey, anybody home? Think McFly. Think. Hey, your shoes untied. <laughs> <laughs> We already talked about the manure team. Yeah, say hello to your mom for me. Um, oh, oh, so, so, um. In the first one. Yes. So Thomas Wilson, who, who plays Biff, he improvised the line where he says, make like a tree and and get out of here. Yeah, because it's make like a tree and leave. And he goes, make like a tree and leave, you idiot. You sound like a dumbass yeah. when you say it like that. In the second one, his grandpa's like, you sound stupid. Yeah. But he says that in both movies. But he, um, It becomes repetitive, but in the first movie, Wilson actually improvised that line. He made it up. That's awesome. So that's funny because that's the uh, you're safe and sound here. McFly Farm in the in the third one, 1955 in the first and 20 something floor in the second one. In the because second one, yeah, you're be- you're safe and sound here on the 23rd floor, yeah. Or whatever it is, yeah. Um, 
The clock tower repetition. Yeah, it's literally everywhere. The They're pines. Building it and the, yeah, the twin pines. Peabody's. Yeah, nobody calls me chicken. Yeah. So that's funny because in the first two, he always gets into some dumb shit because somebody calls him chicken. But Biff calls him chicken. Needles calls him chicken. And the third one, he calls him yellow belly. He gets in some dumb shit and starts getting shot at. Yeah. But the very end with Needles in that race, Needle goes, what are you, chicken? And you think he's going to do it again? And then he doesn't. Flea's got a better delivery than Biff's uh, actor. It's chicken. Chicken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's fast. so, it's a, it's a bite. Right. Yeah. Um, I do like the part in the beginning where Marty is walking with Jennifer after he, or before he does the talent show, when he's walking, you know, just in the, in the beginning of the When movie. they go to kiss? Yeah, when they go to kiss in the beginning. And he goes, what if, what if they don't like me? He's talking about going to the record yeah. company. What if they don't like me? What if they, what if they say I'm no good? What if I say, get out of here, kid? You have no chance. I mean, I don't think I could just stand that kind of rejection. And then later in that movie, he's talking to his father about and going he, on a date with Lorraine. Yes. And his father goes, well, what if she doesn't like me? What if she thinks I'm no good? I mean, I just don't think I could take that kind of rejection. It's so... Yeah, these these movies are very well written. I'm surprised they didn't get more love for the writing, but I just I love these so much. So guys, that's that's our roundup on three of what used to not be, but now are three of the most confusing movies I've ever seen. Thank you, Steffi. No, I'm see, glad someone understands it. Do you know what's hard about these? When you watch them, they're not yeah, explaining them. Hold on. No, yeah. When you watch them, it's not confusing. You're very nope. much on board. Yep. When you start talking to somebody else about what the fuck you just watched, nothing makes any sense. I'm like, oh, uh, there's three DeLoreans. There's two Docs. There's two Biffs. A lot of a incest. Gr- there's a grandfather. The, the grandpa exists in three different time periods. Um, yeah. So literally, you have to be like, if anyone's seen Always Sunny... When Charlie Day is in the basement and he's trying to figure out who the fuck Pepe Sylvia is. And yeah. he goes, Pepe Sylvia! And he has like the ropes connected. Yeah. yeah, you need a chalkboard and some rope. For but these only movies. if you're trying to explain it. Other than we, that, when we, you watch We him, should have thought about that before we decided to do an hour and a half long podcast. But we had fun. Yeah, man. Um, I didn't think it was going to be that. Well, it's, it's hard. But you know what's fun about these? You could talk about these forever. If you watch, I, I I beg you guys, watch these with a group of friends, pop some popcorn. If it's quarantine, I don't know, FaceTime somebody. But if you have a chance, watch these with other people. Try out the uh, the the Facebook or Google yeah, Chrome where you can uh, watch, watch party. Yeah. yeah, try it out. So watch these with your try it out, man. Watch them with your friends, or you know, talk when you're finished to somebody about like somebody who's seen them, because I feel like. The conversations you can have about the way you interpreted these are just, they're endless, man. There's endless possibilities. Yeah. You don't have a choice but to just do exactly what we just did and be like, wait, wait, wait. But I thought <laughs> the whole, uh, there's the whole time. It, yeah. Um, but they're not that confusing when you watch them. They're really not. So uh, just wanted to throw out a quick shout out real quick before we do references. Uh, my buddy Noel Goodman has a podcast called the Good Man Podcast. You know, his name's Goodman, Goodman. <laughs> so um, good, man. Yeah. I, I should um, – we're working on getting me over at his house uh, for an episode here soon. But with this whole quarantine thing, I actually have to text him tonight and see what's up with that. It was actually supposed to be tomorrow. But, uh, you know – you never know with the future and stuff. So we're going to get that figured out soon. In the meantime, uh, Noel's got a lot of cool episodes. I listened to his episode, I believe it was two weeks ago. It's him and his son. I think his son's like 13 years old. And it it's not only just like an interesting episode, but it's also kind of heartwarming because it's real, real talk between a father and son. And it's not, you know, it doesn't get like super deep, but like you can just, 
you feel the love in the episode. It, it's a good time all around for everybody, even if you don't know them. So check it out. Uh, Noel does a really good podcast, and he's hilarious. He's a stand-up comedian, too. So that's how you know it's good. Comedians always have good podcasts, right? Um, Except John. He's not funny. I'm not a comedian. So both of our uh, <laughs> both of our references are going to be one, two, and three for the Back to the Future. What did I say? He said reference. Both of our recommendations are going to be one, two, and three for Back to the Future. And on Hulu, there's uh, Back in Time, the documentary that you should probably watch afterwards. Yeah, you should. You mm-hmm. should. You'll get a lot more. I mean, they don't spoil it for you. No. But they, they give you a lot of insight, a lot of background. You'll um, appreciate uh, the impact. Yeah, more. no, you really will. And there's, I mean, you'll be able to see the fans and how much has touched their lives for, I mean, the last 30 years. Yeah. And then there's the YouTube videos. There's bloopers behind the scenes. If you yeah, please watch that. the bloopers. They're, they're so they're funny. funny. Yeah, they're, good. they're they really, really, really funny. Um, but yeah, uh, let's all agree to live another week. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Uh, you have plenty of time in the in the coming days to uh, to watch these. Yeah, three. Uh, th- these are these are my well, all joking aside, my favorite movies. I I they're dear, part of your dearly love these. They really are, and they're quotable forever. Yeah, forever. But yeah, guys. Um, Really, really watch these. Sorry, it was so crazy and all over the place. That's mostly my fault because I had dumb questions just, in between. But we're gonna put in the bio. You need to have a notebook out. Yeah, just just <laughs> watch a watch them. If you if you haven't seen them, watch them before listening to this. You'll enjoy it more. Um, running low on time here, so I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, say peace out. Uh, you know, like I said, wash your hands, guys. Be be careful out here. I was talking be about it safe. earlier. Self quarantine. Yeah. Don't be going places. Yeah, man. If you're if you're coughing, stay off work. I know it's hard, but sleep, rest, just drink water. Yeah. We're gonna look back at this podcast in years and laugh and be be so happy we all made it. So be safe, man. Uh, whenever you're listening to this, have a good morning, afternoon, evening, or night. Am I right, Steffi? Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Uh, go jam out to some Huey Lewis in the news and hang out you with like you. Huey Lewis in the And hang out with your crazy-ass professor friend. See you next week.